Moby and those extreme ways on Black Star Radio as we get back to my guest here in the studios, Luke Wenatong. Discrimination. People do it without being consciously aware of what they're doing. Is it one, hey, pull them up first to um, get them on the straight or is it to go straight to you guys? Yeah, look, it's oh, it's a case-by-case basis. And, and, and I'm not going to lie, like realistically, race discrimination, sorry, I've missed one, was public vilification is another one that's protected. Yes. And public vilification quite often is aligned with race, obviously, as we know, um, especially with COVID last year. Yeah. Um, for example, a lot of the Asian community and Muslim community and Muslim community, um, it, it's it's one, that, and especially with social media these days, social media is considered public if it's an open social, an open profile, um, and it's considered public. So if you are saying something about someone's race, then it can be considered public vilification. But whether they come to us or not um, is up to the person. I, you know, it's it's up to each person. If you are discriminated against in a supermarket let's say by someone and you you might want to complain to the supermarket um it would be about whether you feel like that you've got any did you get an apology did you get any response at all did they say no we don't believe you that's when i would think about you know maybe talking to your friends talking to your family see what they think or yes coming to us and making a complaint about it so basically a process to start with uh, try and and get I suppose some sort of rectification before coming to you. You are the one of last resort, or you prefer? No, or? no, I don't. I wouldn't say we're last resort. Um, there's certainly no requirement for people to complain under the Anti-Discrimination Act to the, say, for in that example, to the supermarket. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, people can just immediately come to us and say, "This is what happened. I want to make a complaint about." It. Absolutely, you can come and do that. It's more just on a case by case basis. So some. Like you said, some of that implicit racism, yeah. racism and vilification, some of it's very, very subtle. Um, and so some of that stuff is very hard to prove. And obviously, if you make a complaint to us about someone who's potentially publicly vilified you in a shopping center because of the color of your skin, it's going to be a little bit difficult for us to follow it up if you say it was a person dressed in board shorts and a singlet. Um, I'm sorry to discriminate against people that wear board shorts in a singlet, but we would need a name, possibly an, ad- you know, an address, so that we can follow up this complaint and actually um, do anything about it. Yeah. And with the Discrimination Act that we're looking at, what about the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples? Their avenues, same as everybody else, when they, uh, they need the protection or need that advice? Yeah, yeah. I say that that it's the same as everybody else, but like a lot of your listeners are in remoter communities. Mm-hmm. So I'm obviously, I can't be there. We have an Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander unit at the commission, um, but we're certainly not based remotely. And so we can't be in all those communities. So yes, a- anyone in the far North Queensland region can come down, for example, um, and, and have a chat to me. Um, they can ring us, they can ring me they can ring the main number or just go on our website and you can put a complaint in on our website. And to do that, uh, the website address? Yeah, so our website is uh, qhrc.qld.gov.au. For those in the far north Queensland area, you can come down and just visit me. Uh, People come down and visit me at the office. It's at 10 Grove Street uh, in Cairns, opposite Cairns State High School. Um, Or people can just... um, 
call us up on 40372100. And just very quickly before we do go, I noticed there you got that little booklet there with the discrimination. So is that pertains really to the act or is that just a references that we've got there? It is, well, it pertains to both acts. So it pertains to, oh, I know last time we talked about the Human Rights Act, yeah. uh, which is more about protecting people in their dealings with government. But it's also got, so it's got, yes, both the Human Rights Act and the Anti-Discrimination Act, the protections, basically. So uh, it's just a good, handy little reference. And you can get these off our website. I know wherever I go in community, I hand them out um, because they're, they're very small and they're, they're handy to have. So, for example, under the Anti-Discrimination Act, uh, it lists the 16 protected attributes. And then if you just open it up on the right-hand side, it's got the rights under the Human Rights Act, so the protections such as um, freedom of movement and things like that. So it's all there. It's a very handy little booklet and they can uh, ask for that to be de- delivered or maybe even some of the councils or businesses might be able to get grab something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All they need to do is just contact me and we can have a chat. Okay, Luke, it's looking good. Mate, thank you so much for this. I'm really looking forward to the next time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and me too. We've covered human rights. We've covered the Anti-Discrimination Act. I'm going to be fascinated to see how we go for the next one. Well, look, Mark, yes, um, some of that um, subtle racism and things like that that we talked about, it might be interesting to talk about things like we do training around unconscious bias or implicit bias. Um, So that might be an interesting thing to talk about in the future. I think that could be our next topic. Luke, thanks very much, mate. Thanks. Luke Winnetong from the Queensland Human Rights Commission here in Cairns.